On this week's episode, Armstrong Williams goes to the public. Eliminate guns, restricting guns, background checks, take away your 9mm. What is the world coming to? Uh, mass shootings all across the country. What do we need more? Mental health facilities? Do we need to restrict guns? What is the solution to this violence that has become so pervasive in America? Does the answer lie in politics or does the answer lie in faith and a closer connection with the Creator? We're going to talk to men on the street today. We walked around the Capitol grounds and talked to everyday Americans about their attitudes and their thoughts and their solutions on this gun debate. Join us for this edition of the Armstrong Williams Show. What are your thoughts? on the gun debate in the United States? I don't think having unrestricted access to guns is a, is a good policy. There is uh, no need for everyone uh, to have guns. Initially, the guns came into being when the conditions were different. With the changes in the environment, we have internet, we have so many other things. Yes, militia could have their guns earlier, but there's no need to have guns now. Like, there's a rule of the law. Why do we need to have guns for it? What do you think about limiting guns? Or do you, what do you think, your thoughts on the Second Amendment? Um, I think guns do cause a lot of controversy. And I understand people wanting to limit them. And like Australia, when they had their first school shooting, they eliminated guns completely. And they no longer had any more school shootings. And so that kind of shows like one aspect it could go towards, but also uh, we have people rioting the Capitol and stuff, so I don't think people would really respond very positively if we did limit people's guns um, usage. So I think we could take a lot of steps backwards, but I think we should not go like an extreme no guns because then it's going to bring up a lot of controversy, but I think we could limit it a lot more. Yeah, so I kind of have a similar stance where I think that we should definitely be restricting it more than we are, but I completely um, do agree with the right to bear arms. I think it would be really dangerous um, to take guns away completely from citizens uh, because I think that takes away our um, right to defend ourselves from our you know, politicians and like people that are in charge of us. What is the solutions? People feel they need their guns to protect themselves, but wh where is America going? What needs to happen? Well, I think first of all, we definitely need to um, work on the background checks and make sure that we don't have people that uh, have mental instabilities and so forth um, getting or allow access to guns. So we should definitely start with the background checks and make sure that people that have been convicted felons or people that shouldn't have those guns um, don't get access to those. I think that's one start. Other countries, when they were faced by similar incidents, they went broadly on restricting the access to guns. They bought back the guns, therapy, and other benefits were given to the people who wanted to have guns. And uh, even just like uh, yesterday, I was reading that Canada was even was totally going against anybody having handguns. And uh, similar policies can be adopted here. I'm a parent of one. I think any parent, grandparent, aunt, uncle, sister, brother, can't imagine the fear these kids in, in Texas faced and certainly are upset with the idea that 
other kids are going to face that down in the future and there really is only one solution and that is beginning to restrict access or at least start getting background checks and something in place because it just keeps happening too much. And what, and what are your thoughts on the Second Amendment? Um, so there are some issues on Second Amendment rights um, that are given to individuals to protect themselves, to hunt, and so forth. So I think um, a good policy for us is a good combination of the two. Uh, we do have issues with a lot of uh, weapons getting into the wrong hands. And I think as lawmakers, one of the things we should really focus on is ways to make sure that the wrong people don't get access to that. Um, and typically we see with a lot of shootings that there are people that should not have that access to it. There are people that have had mental problems before and we really should work on making sure that we pass laws that would really stiffen those background checks and make sure we don't get guns in the wrong people. I think the way the state of Texas and the governor set the situation up is probably something that needs to be examined. Is there ever a time you believe firearms are needed? I mean, I do. I, I live in a rural area. Um, I certainly can see the level of um, protection some people would feel by having a firearm, but not everyone should have one. And as As we're seeing across the street at the Supreme Court, people talking about rights and rights of women, maybe the same scrutiny should be given to people and their rights for guns. As a, as a teenager, as someone who's 17 years old, and uh, obviously who could possibly be profiled because of what's happened across the country, it has nothing to do with you, but because they say they look like you. What, what are your thoughts on this issue of gun control? What can the country do about it? You shouldn't give guns to people that are suffering from mental illnesses. It's bad for them and bad for people around them. 18, you're still in high school, maybe an early college student. I wouldn't trust myself with a gun. I wouldn't trust a college student with a gun. I think you should have years of experience uh, of training and safety. You shouldn't just be able to get a gun if you want. Um, it's just, you're still growing until I believe the age of 24. So I don't know why we would allow you to be able to take another life, have the ability to take another life before you're fully developed. What impact seeing those kids just massacred um, like animals, what impact does that have on a parent going forward sending your kid to school? Yeah, I mean, it's just, it is so heartbreaking. And it is like when you see the parents really is where it really hits home. And, and no one wants to see that happen to any child. and see any parent have to live through that. It is just absolutely heartbreaking and at the same time instills a level of fear that no one should have to. I can say as a nurse, one of the things that I think is extremely important and also as a pediatric nurse, one of, I think, one of the things I think is extremely important is making sure that we are really looking at the health care of children, right? So I think we need to look at bringing back social work, going out into the communities, paying for that, and putting a premium on, premium on that kind of work. 
getting out here, getting in the homes, and seeing what's going on in the homes of the families and the children. Um, a lot of this, there, unfortunately, there is a mental health component. It is a mental health component, and we do have to get behind that and see what's going on. Um, also, I can tell you as a nurse, uh, one of the things that social workers will often do is talk to uh, patients sometimes about uh, gun control. So, for example, uh, we have something called gun locks that we can give patients, and we can talk to patients when they're in their most vulnerable state. So I actually work at the VA actually in Los Angeles, California and one of the things that we did as a team is something called a Department of Justice form uh, project. Uh, we identified that there was a gap between the Department of Justice and the health care of the patient. So if the patient's um, struggling with their mental health, um, we are able to connect with the Department of Justice to monitor how they access firearms. In the meantime, we have a social worker really work with that patient, work with that family, and help them get to a state where they're a little bit more stable. We have got to start looking at mental health. It's critical. I wish our policies looked more like Europe. I, you know, you, there's a mass shooting every day and, and this is a uniquely American problem and there's a simple fix. And I, I hope that one day in my lifetime I can see an America with uh, far more stringent gun legislation. And what do we do about the criminals? Which criminals specifically? Those that would always have access to guns and continue in their criminal homicidal ways. I think, uh, you know, it's simple. It's written in the laws. These are legal, and hopefully law enforcement can find the people that have these illegal guns. Um, and, you know, it's endemic in America because we have so many legal guns that the, the manufacturing process is, is so simple and so um, refined that we can just continue to pump out these guns. And um, so, and I, and I also, uh, I saw a piece of piece on the news about shadow guns. I also believe that, you know, when you look at uh, 3D printing of guns and, and other mechanisms that uh, people use to create guns illegally, uh, we should put in all those chase in place to crack down on those gray areas. So you dramatically would like to restrict the Second Amendment in America? Yes. Simply put, yes. I think it's, um, it's a language from the times when we could all have muskets and, uh, you know, disobey the government and use them. But I think the technology is at the point where they're far more refined than our founding fathers could have ever imagined. I'm talking about community social work, not just out there in the hospital, in this community, getting out, getting into these families' homes, talking to these children, talking to the family members, the, their primary care physician, and making that connection. We are not capitalizing on the opportunity we have with social work, with home mental health care. I can tell you that it's definitely a massive divide within our own country, and it's just there's no simple solution. And we've actually done that at LA. We were able to connect mental health with Department of Justice and preventing uh, our veterans who uh, struggled with their mental health from getting that firearm. And it was one little thing that we were missing, one little paperwork thing that we were missing, and we fixed that. We're here with Leon Spears. Tell us what you do. I'm the owner of DCConcealedCarry.com, 
and I was the first concealed carry permit holder in the District of Columbia. And I trained the public and members of Congress um, in regard to concealed carry in the District of Columbia. What do you say to people who feel threatened when you look at the situations from Texas to Buffalo, New York? People say, what, what could I have done different? What could I have changed? It's always in play Monday morning quarterback, but what advice and experience can you share with our listeners on how they can protect themselves, their children, and feel secure living in this country? Well, retroactively looking at the situation, um, specifically for Texas, um, there should have been resources, resource officers that have been armed um, there, it, it created a deterrent. The door should have been locked. Um, allegedly, again, it's an active uh, current investigation, but um, allegedly the gentleman was walking around with an AR for 79 minutes. I can imagine um, somebody coming into an elementary school uh, for 78 minutes, for, for 15 minutes, for all that, um, with a gun and walking around. So I can't imagine um, what the standards are for the safety for that school. So from, from, um, from what we know right now, I have a real problem with trying to wrap my mind around how somebody could be walking around in a, with an with a AR-15 um, in an elementary school and not be challenged. Um, I, I really have a problem with that. Um, for, in regard to Buffalo, um, it was again random. Um, randomly from the from from the victims standpoint but again arm yourselves um, there was a phenomenal security officer that engaged um, the the shooter in in Buffalo um, but again what happens if more people have been armed what, what would what would have happened it might have been a deterrent somebody might have um, deterred the shooter from um, not harming as many as he did um, but I'm in. I'm. I'm of the flock that you should be able to have a firearm if you so choose. If you're properly trained, if you're mentally prepared to have a firearm for your self-protection. That's what. That's what I'm about. We got to have the nine millimeters. We have the AR-15. We have several nine millimeters. We have the pistol. People are very uncomfortable with guns, and I'm sure people in the background can hear all this noise where people are firing on the other side. But help us get comfortable, get people comfortable with firearms, because I'm hearing people say, I've never thought about firearms before, but the world is so dangerous, I need to protect myself. Well, first off, you need to come get trained. Um, it's a tool, and um, so if you learn, guns are fun. Uh, you can come out and it's sport. Um, you can you can obviously hunt with firearms. You can use them for self-defense. Um, you can use for competition, um, so recreation. Um, so guns in them in themselves are not bad. It's just how you use them. What do we do about these teenagers writing these manifestos online, letting you know they're going to go out and kill someone? They want to shoot up a school. Uh, because of their anger issues in these video games. What should law enforcement, and should the law change, should they be arrested and put in a mental illness uh, uh, facility? Well, I'm not a mental health professional. I would have to say that, um, that youth should be engaged. Um, you know, community programs, work programs, get the children, get the youth engaged. Um, educational outreach. Um, children should need need assistance. They need mentorship. Okay, um, when they're when they're very idle. Okay, then their minds wander. Okay, and then um, again, people do not have 
all the best intentions online. So they start surfing online, uh, they, they have um, no parental controls, and then they're swindled um, by all these people online that have nefarious intentions. Um, but youth should be engaged. Um, and you should be engaged with, again, community programs. Um, you need to be engaged more in school. Um, family time should be uh, reinforced by not only um, other mentors, but yes, by um, the, the government agents. Um, they should actually promote um, resources specifically for the communities to engage these children. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Armstrong Way of Show. One of the themes that I did leave with from today's broadcast, no matter how upsetting and sobering it may have been for any of you um, that watched today, is that there's definitely a role for the church. The faith community and moral striving is always key. Getting fathers back in the household, we've got to get people back to faith. And so a return to the church, a return to a moral compass, a return to understanding and valuing your neighbors and understanding right from wrong is always a very good start uh, that generate immediate results in this crisis that we face with guns, mass killings, and the atmosphere of divisiveness, whether it's guns or whatever issue that continues to divide and separate us from each other. Well, I think what we're trying to do is find a technical solution to what is, at the end of the day, a moral problem. A moral problem. A moral problem. We need to develop and cultivate men who have courage. And until we instill courage in young men, any form of reform, any legislation will be null and void. What we're watching is the spiritual malaise to come upon America. And we can, we can pass this gun reform. And I'm not saying that that's not worthy and, and a noble end, because, I mean, I think things like um, certain red flag restrictions are certainly sound. But we've forgotten that, that with every one of these things, there's a trade-off that there is this uniqueness to America, that people have the ability to own guns. And, and the founders well understood that it was a check upon a tyrannical state. But that doesn't mean that the use of that power doesn't have severe limitations as we just saw. So I, I, I don't know, I'm not someone to offer a solution, but we need to be able to think in terms of these trade-offs. But at the end of the day, legislation is not the level of analysis upon which this problem will be solved. So you believe there's a deep spiritual illness in this country? Correct. Correct, I, I, think, I think what we're watching is America was predicated upon the Judeo-Christian project, but what happens when that metaphysical foundation is no longer believed in? You're left with people who are left to go to other sources of religion. We go further into this nihilistic sense that there is no meaning to life. And, and then we wonder why people act in these horrific manners. People have found pseudo-communities online where they're able to engage in, in these forms of extremism that lead them along. And, and we've lost moderation. There's all these peer research polls coming out that are showing that the, the middle ground has been lost in American politics, that we're polarized on the extremes. And th there's sound legislation that probably could come through, but it's just going to be ideologically charged until we learn how to speak outside of these isolated, polarized traps that speak on Twitter and not in face-to-face -face interaction. Men, we're, we're homo religiosus. We naturally seek God. We have the census divinitatis, we have a sense of the divine. And if people keep slouching further into disbelief, they will not remain there. The concern is not secularization, but what comes of it, the false gods that we'll construct. Um, and, and that's why I think I'm not alone in, in being concerned with what seems to be this, this reborn paganism that comes out of nihilism.
And, and I, I think you might be right that, sure, there might be these cyclical movements of history that we're, we're stuck in, but we should not be fatalistic. So as Posada once said, and the idiot, idiot and odyssey is that man needs God. Precisely. Wow, what an across-the-spectrum perspective on gun laws, mental illness, mass killings uh, during this edition of the Armstrong Williams Show. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We want to be balanced, we want to be fair, and we want to present all sides to the issue. And this is a very critical one. I'm Armstrong Williams. Thank you so much for joining Thank you for joining us on another episode.